And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich. Good to be here, Dan. And Dr. Hans Vogt. Hey, Dan. Well, gentlemen, it's nice to have you here on a Saturday. And, uh, you know, last week we um, talked a little bit about the U.N., about America's actions in Libya. And um, today we were just talking before the mics opened about... um, Basically, a lot of unrest in this world. Um, Not just in Libya, we're now seeing uh, riots and um, terrible things happening in Syria. You know, it kind of makes you pause. You you think, okay, we want always America to win. You know, that's the basic setting. That's a good setting. But let's talk about this a little bit. Um, What is our interest as Christian men, Christian women? Uh, We happen to live in America. And we do love this nation, but we have some comments about it. First of all, what is our interest as Christian citizens of this nation? Where do our affections lie? Of course, our affections lie first with with Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and with the ability to honor and glorify God and the ability uh, worldwide that people are able to honor and glorify God. You know, Paul, when he was writing, he says that in, in Timothy, he says, let's pray for our government uh, that we might live peaceable lives so that the, the gospel can go out. And and one of the things that w- what we really want to see, you know, in one of the, the toughest places, well, let's, let's lay it out there. The mm-hmm. Marxist nations and the Islamic nations are extremely repressive. To Christianity, they are. Um, some time ago, we did a couple of shows, I think, on um, Christian persecution, and I do recall from that one show that it was North Korea, who is absolutely the most oppressive of all the nations, mm-hmm. even surpassing that of uh, the Islamic nations. Yeah, that's really hard to do. Yeah, because it is. because you look like at a place like Saudi Arabia, they don't even allow any churches. No, um, they don't. And you look at a place like Egypt under Hosni Mubarak, uh, there there were still laws that said if you convert from Islam to Christianity, uh, you're dead. Mm-hmm. If you try to convert someone, you are subject to the death penalty. So anyone who's a Christian there and wants to win their neighbors, they're on eggshells. They have to to be very careful mm-hmm. uh, what they and how about how they go about it. Now we see ourselves as being very fortunate that uh, God in His providence has placed us here in America. Um, this is a this is a wonderful country. It's got some problems. I'm sure we'll talk about that. But why is it that as a Christian we would love our country, America? Well, I think we love it. Uh, first of all, it's uh, our home. It's our place where we grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a country that does provide um, more than most, if not all other countries, freedom. Uh, yeah. Freedom to worship, freedom to evangelize, freedom to um, live our lives uh, in the way that God has called us to live them. Mm. Um does that mean it's perfect? No, of course it doesn't mean that. No. Uh, but certainly, when you look at other countries around the world, I think you you can't help but appreciate. Yeah, our nation was founded on on a Christian worldview. That's how our nation was was founded a Judeo Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the democracy we have in this nation, and I hate to use the term democracy. Yeah, I was going to correct Federal Republic, that. but, you know, <laughs> but uh, the, the principles that we sure. live by in this nation uh, are, are compatible, are, are an outgrowth of a Christian worldview. It's not mm-hmm. outgrowth of an Islamic worldview. An Islamic worldview is totally incompatible with our Constitution. Mm-hmm. Understand that. That's an important point. I think many Americans fall into a trap of assuming that everybody else shares the same basic assumptions and basic culture and basic worldview that we do, uh, even if they maybe don't admit it. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a very naive viewpoint, but uh, we, we I think we, we often fall into that thinking that, well, everybody thinks the way we do. Um, they don't. Yeah, our, our basic uh, bent is to allow uh, freedom and opportunity and and try not to judge the other person. But um, some of these other people have seditious views, which if they were put into practice, such I'm thinking Sharia law, uh, that doesn't go along very well with our Constitution. Uh, yeah, not um, in the least, not in the least, um, and that's it. So here we are. We're we're Christians, and um, we're Christians first, and yet we love this nation. And there's a compatibility, isn't there? Um, the freedoms that we have here in America are very compatible um, with Christianity, and Christianity is very compatible with America because it kind of grew out of, we could argue, uh, that Christian world view. Um, I see we're just about ready for a break. Just one quick question, and that is um, regarding missions. And I know this is a big question, but where should the impetus for missions come from? Should it come from the state? Should it not come from Christian churches and individuals? I, probably an obvious question, but I just wanted to ask that. Yeah, uh, you know, and of course... Uh, uh, you get back to Augustine and, and uh, the, the city of God and the city of man. The city of God, which is the church, is the impetus for mm. Christian missions. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, the state should should stay out of that, but at the same time, it should never hinder it either. And uh, okay. should encourage it. And this is one of the things our founding fathers understood, that the church has to have the freedom. Uh, why is the church... Uh, tax exempt why is there special opportunities because the state is not giving the service that the church is and uh, they realize by stepping back and stepping out they cannot do those things but the church is is providing a function to society which is irreplaceable well that's helpful in other words it provides a backbone to the very structure of america Without Christianity, Absolutely. we're in trouble. Right. Yeah. Well, hold that thought. We'll be right back. You're listening to A Plain Answer here on Redeemer Broadcasting today. And with me in the studio is the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. Hans Vogt. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I regret the hours I have wasted And the pleasures I have tasted you were never in And I confess That though your love is in me It doesn't always win me 
when competing with my sin, and I repent, making no excuses. I repent, no one else to blame, and I return. To fall in love with Jesus, I bow down on my knees and I repent. We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. And I return to fall in love with Jesus. I bow down on my knees. And I return to fall in love with Jesus. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me today is the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. Hans Vogt. We're talking about Christianity in America. And, um, gentlemen, we were just mentioning before the break um, about missions and how it really needs to flow from the church. And yet, um, in America, at least so far, it has served to uh, protect the freedoms of religion and in particular our interests, the freedoms of Christianity. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, this great experiment, some call it, America. Um, and Han's going to look to you here. Um, America, it hasn't really been around that long. Give us a little historical perspective about this very nation of which we're a part as, as we continue this discussion today. Well, certainly that freedom um, to for individuals to pursue what they want uh, religiously, to pursue what they want in terms of education and career and all those things, that's been one of the great attractions. Uh, and yeah. when you look at the millions of people who have come over the centuries to the United States of America, that has been one of the great lures or attractions. 
uh, has been the opportunity to mm. uh, experience that freedom. Yeah. Uh, and very often you find that immigrants appreciate it more than native-born citizens do. Mm-hmm. I uh, think you're right. When you've come yes. from a country where you didn't have that, uh, and indeed, uh, sometimes they will scold <laughs> native-born uh, people for not taking it, not valuing it as highly Good as they should. Point. Good point. Yeah, I, I can't help but think of one of the the greatest ones who did that was Alexander Solzhenitsyn when he he came and it's just mm-hmm. you know I grieve at how many deaf ears were were turned uh, to him. Hmm. But you know that's the thing we had a nation that was founded uh, that should not have have made it. The the British should have won uh, logistically and and technologically in every way. The British should have won. But one of the things that uh, Washington recognized, that our nation was formed by the grace of God. And that's where our strength is. I mean, that's what Alexis de Tocqueville did when he came in the 19th century and came through and he said, you know, where do I find the strength? I don't find it in the natural resources. Yeah, they're great and everything. I don't find Mm -hmm. it. And he went through a list and finally says, where do I find it? I find it in the churches. Oh, amen. You know, yes. and and America's great because America's good. When America ceases to be good, it will cease to be great. Oh, and that's this, that's good. Yeah. And this is where my concern is right now. I mean, we can look at at all the bad things uh, that go on in the world, yeah. and I grieve for the millions of unborn children who have who well, you died. Know, I, I'm glad you brought that up because um, I was thinking of that in terms of our recent bombings in in Libya. Um, now, mind you, I, I said last week, and again, I want to reaffirm, we uh, we love our military, and we love the men and women that serve in the United States military. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that um, the decisions that place them into harm's way were always the right decisions. And so you, you got to make a distinction there and get that nuance. Um, America is good, but is it losing some of its goodness? Um, you think... Okay, here's the rationale for bombing in Libya, from what we know. We may not have been told everything yet, but um, here's a dictator that's turning against some segment of his populace and killing them. We don't like that. So we institute a no-fly zone, the UN does, and then um, we go and and spend a million dollars per missile of our cruise missiles, and there's been a total of maybe 150 of them between us and the British, um, to take out some of these key spots to assure a safe no-fly zone. And you think, okay, all right, that happened. Um, So here we're we're bombing and taking out these things in order to assure that a society doesn't kill people. What kind of people were they? Well, they um, they were... um, they were people who weren't armed as well as the larger military presence in, in the country. Mm-hmm. And then you compare that to America, and you say, okay, here's the most innocent among us, innocent, quote-unquote, right, the helpless, mm-hmm. in the womb of a woman, and we're tearing that small child out, and we don't care. You know, we just got done spending $150 million just on the missiles alone to bomb Libya. And yet we're aborting our own heritage. One of you fellows mentioned before we open the mics uh, about some of the statistics of abortion. Let's review that for a moment. 
it's it's really appalling. Um, there's a Centers for Disease Control just came out um, with statistics showing that uh, abortion is now the leading cause of death among African Americans. The uh, leading cause, the leading of death. cause of death in in New York, over two thirds now of all That's black shocking. babies are aborted. That is shocking. Two thirds. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about probably oh my. Um, upwards of ten million wives, just African Americans, uh, who have been snuffed out. Uh, you know, that's that's on a par with the Holocaust. Ten million. Yes. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. It's, it's it very is. disturbing. It's very disturbing. And what you see is a religious defense of it. I, I agree with that. It, it really is a religious defense of it. Um, let me ask you just a question quickly. Um, in these abortion clinics, why don't they at least show the mother um, the sonogram and the picture of the baby in her womb? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that make a difference? That's why they don't show, because they, they, they want to cover that information yeah. up. Because yeah. once you see that little baby in there with his arms and his closed eyes and his toes wiggling, you fall in love with that that's baby. A, yeah, that's absolutely yes. true. I, I think it was an abortion clinic in Pennsylvania, oh, I don't know, it was about 10 years ago or so, that the, the woman that was running uh, these abortion clinics finally uh, eventually got a conviction that she was yeah. doing the wrong thing. Instead of quitting... Because she was running, all she she realized that the best thing that she could do was to take and turn the sonogram around, <laughs> and and she put herself out of business by yes. turning the sonogram around and saving all these babies' lives. Yes. And that's you know that's that's yes. right. You know, and, and it's supposed to be about education, right? Yeah, really. People should be informed before they have such a drastic you, you, measure taken. And right? you know what I fear as a Christian and. Um, I fear the judgment of God. Yeah. And it's not wrong to have fear. Some fears are good, folks. I fear the judgment of God. Here we are in America, and America came into existence, why? Because of the blessings of God. I mean, we've covered it before. One of you guys mentioned that it was that great awakening uh, that that had a great effect on America as well. Right. And so there, there's these spiritual, Christian spiritual values at the very base and formation of this great country. And we see the blessings of God. And yet, how many times in the Old Testament did you read about Israel? And when they forsook God, when they set up idols, uh, what was God's response to that? Judgment. Judgment. Absolutely. And, and God yeah. doesn't change. I know that no. he's very gracious in Jesus Christ. But can we see judgments today? I think we can. Yeah. yeah. You know, in a very real way, the basic building block of society is the family. Yeah. Uh, and we have gone a long way towards destroying marriage and destroying family in this country. You cannot do that without destroying the society as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we are dangerously close, I mm-hmm. think, to that point. Yes. Well, and of course, the, the reason for that is God ordained the family, you know, right from the beginning of creation. And uh, when God uh, sees that, it is uh, an area of of great judgment. Sometimes people will say, oh, the world's overpopulated. And it always makes my blood boil when I hear that. And, um, of course, I 
my wife and I live out here in the boonies, and it's not overpopulated out here, but even cities and whatnot. Um, I am of a firm conviction that um, in terms of resources, people worried about using up resources, I think that people, people constitute our greatest resource. Exactly. You know, made in the image of God, people who know how to invent things. Look at the great inventions. I mean, even this broadcast, little broadcast studio here. Um, I didn't make this mixer board. By the way, we finally replaced our mixer board. (laughs) And and, and it's working, and we're thankful for it. Uh, It's because of people. Thank God those people weren't aborted. Well, and when you look at um, the nature of a society, uh, yes, we're a land of liberty, and we appreciate that liberty, but liberty is not license. Right. Uh, and we are in, I think, now a position as a society where we have elevated license, licentiousness, to mm. the highest ideal in our society. Mm. Yeah. We want to have no restrictions on anybody, but restrictions um, are for the benefit, for the health of the person mm. and the society as a whole. The reason we have, the reason God gave laws to his people was not to restrict them, not to oppress them, but it was to allow them to live together in society, in community, Mm -hmm. in a healthy way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, this thing of abortion is is, kind of like the tip of the iceberg. I mean, underlying it is uh, just what you're saying, is this license where I want to do any old thing I want to do without any consequences. And so um, um, the young couple... Um, will engage in activities they shouldn't be engaged in because they're not married, right? It, it, and, and a child will be uh, conceived, and now it's just an inconvenience. Let's kill the child. Let's commit murder and do away with this inconvenience. That's not right. That is sin. You, you know, I think a lot of people know in their hearts it's wrong. And, mm. and it's, at this juncture, apparently, uh, the pollsters say that just a bare majority of Americans are opposed to abortion, mm-hmm. at least abortion on demand. Um, the problem we have here, I think, is even within the church, our American society has become so enamored with personal, as Francis Schaeffer would say, personal peace and affluence. Mm. As long as I can just have things my own way, then I will, you know, then I'm not going to worry about anything else. And and that's why I look at, at so many people who have been elected, and I say, what is wrong with the people that they yeah. would elect such leaders? And, and even in terms of people who say, you know, I am pro-life, but they go and they elect someone who is blatantly pro-abortion and think nothing of it. Why? Because mm-hmm. they want that peace and affluence that they think they're going to get from government. Yeah. And we've got government who's become a god of, what is it, bread and circuses. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you got the, the bread and circuses, and as long as people can see that coming from the government, uh, they'll compromise mm-hmm. all kinds of principles. A lot of truth there, yes. And, and that's why I say the problem with our nation is not primarily political, it's spiritual. Mm, it's true, and I'm glad you got to that because it's time to uh, have some wrap-up thoughts. Um, let's look at it as a doctor uh, giving a prescription to the patient. What would be the prescription for America 
that you gentlemen would would want to share today? Well, we know what works uh, <laughs> because we know what worked in the past. Yeah, uh, you know, and and we know it's strong and stable families. It's uh, yes. the church. Uh, it's yeah. the worship of Almighty God. Um, it's liberty within the bounds of law. I don't think there's any real doubt about what we need to do. Mm-hmm. I think the question is, do we have the will to do it? Yeah, good point. Uh, are we willing, as, as Mark was just saying, are we willing to sacrifice our alleged right to be comfortable uh, and to do whatever we want uh, for the sake of doing what we know we should? Mm-hmm. And that includes not stealing from people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the thing of economics sometimes can be seen as very crass and and not spiritual, but indeed it too comes under the lordship of Jesus Christ, particularly when it comes to stealing from others that which is not yours mm. and, and taking it upon yourself or taking from a person who's productive, stealing it and giving it to those who are lazy. Yeah. That's a moral issue as far as I'm concerned. Well, it is. And, and, and I think this is the, the thing. What we really need is another great awakening. Amen. So when the people realize that their greatest end, that their meaning in life is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever, when you have people who understand that well, all the rest takes care of itself. All Amen. the rest. Amen. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Hans. Today, you've been listening to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. If you would like to join in this discussion, we value your emails. Our mailing address is ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org. Feel free to contact us. Perhaps your question will be used over the year. Today, joining me in the studio has been the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. Hans Vogt. Please join us again next week at this same time for another edition of A Plain Answer. And I return to fall in love with Jesus. I bow down on my knees. And I return to fall in love with Jesus. I